Hello and welcome to Ladies of Leisure. I'm Lisa. And I'm Karen. Oh my gosh, you're not Slajana. This is so weird. I'm not Slajana. Oh my God. (laughs) But you are a new guest speaker. Welcome to Ladies of Leisure. I'm so excited to have you. I'm very excited to be here. So many of my friends know you because I tell stories about you, obviously. I mean... Why wouldn't you? Right. We've been friends for over 10 years, but most people know you as Catholic Karen. I am Catholic and my name is Karen. Yeah. So, so yeah. what I thought was interesting was people would say, oh, but do you have multiple Karen uh, friends? And I said, no, no, that's that's just how we met. We went to campus Catholic ministry. Catholic see, campus ministry. Yeah. CCM. See, that's how, that's how good of a Catholic I was on campus. Right. And... We would go together to mass. There was a cool dude there that would do the sermons. And then Father John. See, this is how good you are. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I, after James Madison University, went off to North Dakota. You did not. No, I'm not sad about that. Right. (laughs) I mean, weird. And then I came back. And every two weeks, we met at Panera. Yes. And what was so, I mean, we did that for years. Oh, years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We did that until you guys got Yoda as a puppy. Yeah. And then we were like, okay, well, let's switch uh, to our house. Or our house. We don't have a house together. Uh, We'd switch to your house. Right. And... uh, then we realized, oh, if we drink, or sorry, if we go to someone's house, we can drink wine, which they don't have at Panera. How did, how did we go years without realizing we could have been boozing it up instead of getting like the bread bowls with French onion soup, which are and delicious. Black bean soup for You were me. the black bean yeah, soup. You yeah. French onion. And yeah, we, it just, ne- I guess it just never occurred to us. Like even when I switched, um, like like we switched where we lived at different points. We switched where we worked at different points and we would just meet like at a different Panera until you got Yoda. And then we're like, Oh, game changer. So dumb. Game changer. So dumb. Yeah. So then it turned into every two weeks at one of our places, we got married within four months of each other. Right. Uh, Zach and I got married in May mm-hmm. and then you guys were in October. Yeah. And then you got a house and we, we, yeah, well, yeah, we got, we bought our house right before we got married. Right. And now we just switch it up. Yeah. And now we're at your house. Yes. Where everyone's in the basement. We have to hit <laughs> pause now. occasionally because our kids are awesome and terrible all and at the loud. same time and loud. Yeah. yeah. And you are managing also your dog to make sure. I just watched you uh, keep her away from the lemon cream pie. Uh, yes. Yes. I'm I'm a uh, defender of food. You're a lady of leisure. Defender of food. That's what you do That's now. True. So let's get to the heart of the matter. What makes you a lady of leisure? We have you as a guest speaker. Why did I ask you to come on here? Let tell me tell me some stories, lady. Um, I think you asked me to come on because I am uh, pretty awesome, I think. Agreed. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Um, well, that's not one of our pillars. Right. It, shouldn't it be? I, be I, awesome? We should probably add that somewhere like and be awesome. But I also feel like implied? you 
our stay-at-home mom. And every moment is precious and awesome. Every single day you gaze into your child's eyes. Yes. um, I often (laughs) look into their eyes as they, like, you know, there are things that you don't think you're going to have to say as a parent (laughs) um, that I've had the pleasure. What's one of the top ones? Or even just this week? Oh, this week. Because I know mine was traveling back from Connecticut and being like, yes, you can unbuckle yourself and poop in the potty training potty I brought just for this purpose because we're on the New Jersey Turnpike and 30 minutes away from a rest stop. Sure. Sure. Poop in there. It's, it doesn't smell the whole car with van. No. Poop. Sure smell. Won't. It's fine. Sure won't. This is my life. <laughs> Someone's pooping in the car. <laughs> well... I don't know about this week, but I do have a story oh, like that. Oh, I want to um, hear this story. <laughs> so it was it, there was no poop in the car, thank you, Jesus. Um, <laughs> we were traveling from oh the Outer Banks. I think this was back in September. We were coming home from the Outer Banks, and that's like five hours away. Uh, four, but I guess okay. I guess if you extend your trip longer, <laughs> yes. Five more. Who knows? Um, my husband does not think it's important that the kids wear shoes in the car. Oh. Uh, Eric loses, my two-year-old loses his mind when we take shoes off. Oh, my kids, well, Elise doesn't do this as much anymore. I mean, she's four now. They, the kids just had their birthdays. They're four and two. So she doesn't do this so much anymore. But Malcolm, um, the two-year-old, definitely takes his shoes off all the time and this was a year ago so they were three and one and Elise was still in the taking shoes off but I don't think she had I think Zach had just been like whatever we're in the car you're more like he doesn't he drives and does not wear shoes while he drives he drives in his socks and I don't know how he manages I, that. I used to do that at the Olive Garden. Really? Yeah. Like when I would leave the Olive Garden, shoes came off and I drove in my socks. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So Zach also just, you know, if he's in the car for a long time, he takes his shoes off. And I'm, you know, I'm used to that at this point. But he take. I guess he decided the kids didn't need to wear shoes. Well. Elise announces that she needs to use the potty and we were she had just been potty trained like a month before so we were definitely in that stage of if a kid says she needs to use a potty she needs it's to immediate use it. yeah they don't have a real prep time right so he decides okay we'll go we'll like we'll go to the next exit go to the McDonald's and so he gets in the drive-through and I go to get Elise out of the car, and I see, I'm like, where are her shoes? Uh-oh. He doesn't know. <laughs> They're not right there. And I'm like, okay, I've just got... So I had to get her out of the car, carry her into the women's room um, at there's, McDonald's. There, there's a sign that says, no shoes, no service. Um, And <laughs> so I broke a McDonald's law, right? committed, committed McDonald's crimes, um, and carried her into the women's room, take her into a stall and realize, okay, now I have to get her like shorts and underwear off while I am still holding her. So her feet do not touch the floor. Ooh. McDonald's bathroom floor is lava. 
and I can't let her feet touch the floor. How'd that go? Um, I managed it. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like a superhero, obviously. It's a small wins, basically. I mean, but I mean, I had to like hold her kind of with one arm while I'm like tugging one side, tugging the other, tugging, tugging back and forth to get it down. Also holding her so I can like try to get toilet paper off to put on the seat for her because also she's three and you know she's got a tiny little butt so I've also have to like kind of hold her on the toilet too um at the same time I still have like a diaper bag with me like I'm holding another bag. your balance is off and everything yeah did you touch the lava I mean I was wearing shoes so (laughs) I was my 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 feet were safe from the lava and so then I have to like you know obviously help her wipe help her get this stuff back on which was much harder than getting it off and then take her out to the sinks and like hold her against Uh, the sink while I am trying to wash her hands now would you count that as an arm workout for the day I mean, that's some butter yes. off your buns right there. Right. Yeah. Yes. I sometimes, Absolutely, yes. yeah, I sometimes count when I've had to like juggle. I'm like, oh, this has been at least a circuit of like arm training right here. It's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kids are great and terrible. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah. 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 And she's the easy one. So what I first want to tackle is your leisuring through the 10 years we've known each other. We've known each other. More than 10 years. We have. I couldn't I mean, do the math college, in my head, though. Since college, I would say since our junior year, so we were 20. So it's been more like 16 years. Yeah. 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 Although wow, that's... we didn't, I mean, we weren't really in contact when you were in North Dakota. Right. is when I came back. Yeah. But still, we'll count that. You know, yeah. we were, we yeah. were, you were, you were Catholic Karen before North Dakota. Oh, yeah. was that? Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Because he's obviously, yes. So I came back, um, and I, so over Panera, we would discuss lots of things. One, dating. Two, people watching. Three, romance novels. I was about to say, trashy romance novels. Absolutely. So what is our favorite? I think someone has tumbled down the stairs and died, basically, in the background. But you know what? Podcast no, they continues. Died. I, would, I, would, I can tell if they died. By Trashy romance novels. Who is our favorite writer? I would say mine is Lisa Kleypas. Oh, I thought we were going to say Julie Garwood. Julie Garwood was my favorite okay. for like a long time, but now that I've read more authors she she's kind of dethroned yeah so there's there's been quite a few I also like and I'm gonna get it wrong Colette I want to say it's gray but it's never gray I always look it up it's on my blog post but she did unmask the erotica version of Phantom of the Opera and everything like that I have not Um, read those and my newest favorite is Sarah McLean I've heard her name. I don't think I've read anything. She's a of DC hers. lady. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, she has done pretty good stories in um, lady characters. Okay. Yeah, and they're a little bit broken, what, which I kind of like. What uh, genre in romance? Victorian. Oh. Mm-hmm. Some of our favorite. Uh, the series I was thinking of. Uh, it has numbers like Ten Ways to Land a Duke. And like 11 ways to do something else. That sounds exactly like what I want to read. Oh, and 
the it's two twin brothers but one obviously is the heir and one is not obviously yeah and one has a giant scar in his face and no one knows why and then there's I want to know why <laughs> and then there's a half sister interesting half yeah sister yeah from Italy bum 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 Italy that mm-hmm. doesn't sound like a legitimate sister uh, it may have been a second marriage. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. Do people know about the second marriage? Uh, she just shows up <gasps> and the brothers decide to introduce her to society. But oh, she, that's, that's it, sweet. Super nice. Uh, <laughs> especially since everyone hates the mother, including like, obviously. yeah, the mom yeah, is probably. a bit. I mean, not big, obviously, but. Right. Uh, but Isabella is her name and she's beautiful and lovable. Yeah, and she goes that. after the big stoic duke, who is introduced in book two, which, this mm-hmm. is a good segue. So I was going to go in chronological order. I've changed my mind because now right. we're talking to uh-huh. the microphones. Let's discuss your recent accomplishment of writing. Yes. Uh, so back in October, uh I kind of had an idea for a romance novel, and I knew that my husband also was interested in writing. Uh, And so I said, I was like, I have this idea. Maybe we could write a book together because my problem is I have, like, no follow-through. Yeah, that's my problem, too. Yeah, like, I've, like, started things in the past years and years ago, like nothing, nothing recent. And, you know, I think... In one book, I'd actually written, I mean, probably like 20,000 words, um, which is like one-fifth of a novel. But it wasn't... um, Most of the romance novels we read are like 100,000. Right. Yeah, 150,000. Right. But this was... uh, I was writing different pieces. Mm -hmm. And the problem is once you start writing it, like different pieces then you have to find a way to get them to kind of merge together and writing I the just, pieces it, it sucks. just it just yeah. it just didn't work and anyway I thought like oh maybe this is something we could do together this would be great and the first day we started we decided nope nope <laughs> big hard nope um <laughs> uh even just like picking out names of the characters, we w- had some. What was the most ridiculous name he came up with? It was. It wasn't one that he came up with. We mm, were looking sad. at. So it wasn't a name that he came up with. We were looking at a list of like Georgian period names because uh, the book I'm writing is Regency period romance. So it's looking at names that would have been popular when the characters would have been born, and so. I showed him the list. I was like, "Here, you pick. You pick some names that you like. I'll pick some names that I like, or I, or I, I pick some names." Uh, so one that he really liked was Marmaduke. Not for the hero. <laughs> Not for the hero. Not for the hero. For the dog. Um, no. Oh, just, just okay. He thought that'd be a great character name, and I'm like. Ooh. Yo, yo, you know what? I'm actually using it. Um, oh. Not, not for like a hero at all, but just just like a side character. Um, that was a real name, Marmaduke. Yeah, Marmaduke it wasn't just the Duke. Real, the, the, the Duke dog. dog. Okay. Yeah, right. that's an actual real name. I I think I maybe kind of knew that, but I, I don't really know. Uh, but like, I picked out three names 
or we had kind of picked out three names together, Gabriel, Martin, and Giles. Gabriel's solid. So is Giles. Right. Ga- so in my book, Gabriel is a hero. Okay. Um, although sense. I'm sure I'm, I've already started writing a book about Giles. But Zach had picked, he like he liked those names, but he had them like for the different like different characters than I had picked them out for. Oh, so like instead so of the already hero, you're fighting over dumb things. Yeah, we weren't even fighting, but we were like, you know what? Let's go maybe, write maybe, maybe he was like, maybe since you have more clear ideas on this, you should just write it by yourself, and I will write this other thing. And you write at the same time, like sometimes. It, okay, so I mean, explain to me how you've gone. 95,000 words on one oh my god explain to me how that happens uh well I can write so since I started in in October uh my daughter was in preschool so I still had my son at home but he would you at the beginning of the year or the school year he would nap while she was in school and so I could write some that it was beautiful it did not last um so I could write some then and then on weekends um, we basically, we would just kind of tag team. We would both be like, have our laptops and try to write, but while we also parent at the same time. So maybe I would deal with a kid or kids at one point while he's still writing. And then he would take them the next time there's a crisis, but it's a lot of, um, here, what movie do you want to watch? Yeah. Okay. So you basically have to make concessions like that. Yeah. And, uh, he also writes, less often than I do because I can try to sometimes find time during the day not recently because it's summer and those kids are home delightful and terrible yeah um although I try like I I do try but you know there's been a lot of things that have derailed the writing process uh but yeah overall I've written I'm on my at the kind of the end of the second draft of the first novel, but I was getting a little um, bogged down with it. Uh, I guess I like I was. Just you needed getting, to take a break. Like, I needed to take a break okay. from it, so I started writing the second book. Which I got to read the first chapter of the second book. Sort of, um, and I'm I've already rewritten part oh. of that. That was more of a prologue, but I've I've incorporated a lot of it. So okay, it's still because it was in there. I read it. and I was like. Gosh, Karen is kicking my butt at this writing thing. This is a solid first glance at a book. um, I'm really excited about this. Yeah, the second story started off with a bang. Yeah, the (laughs) I was like, I'm going to end with a bang. Maybe. I don't know. It's a romance novel. Maybe maybe someone dies or maybe someone doesn't die. Um. Gosh, why do we love romance novels so badly? Well, they're really entertaining, first of all, but they're usually easy to read. Mm-hmm. They're, I mean, even the ones that um, are really like plot based and really uh, like draw you in with uh, whatever. Uh, they are really good escape because they're easy to read. We read them and you know what you're going to get, essentially. You know that there's going to be a happy ending. You know it's going to be a satisfying ending. You know that 
however long it takes you to read, like two or three hours, even if it's over a day or a month, right? Uh, you're going to have this satisfying ending, and it's going to be happy, and you're going to be like, oh, yay. I Good. Also, <laughs> I also feel like I learned stuff. I remember reading romance novels where I found out what horse racing is like because oh, yeah. there was a lady who was into breeding horses but then she fell in love with obviously the guy the that rode the horses or, yeah. yeah or whoever and yeah. and then like he fell off the horse <gasps> and she had to nurse him back to health he hit his head didn't he but like then I rock, learned maybe. all about the Belmont versus the Kentucky yeah. Derby and all these other things I I probably read similar books right as you <laughs> also I read I learned so much about medieval history and Regency history, obviously, like right now, I don't even want to read books that aren't in that general Regency time period because as I'm writing, I'm like, I want to uh, stay focused on right. that world. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we've talked about our books. Mm-hmm. There's a couple other hobbies that you've had over time, maybe that you've leisured hard on, that I remember hearing at Panera in our house. Mm-hmm. All right, which one do you want to go over first? Oh, um, you had brought this up prior to recording because I had kind of forgotten about it. Uh, the Futures Club. The Futures Club. Yes. Tell me what the Futures Club you was. See, it seems so embarrassing now, and it was embarrassing then too, which is why. We but it was it the Futures beautiful. Club. Uh, basically, I decided this was oh, this was early 2011, so I was something years old I'm yeah like, like 20s how many, 20s-ish. Years, how yeah. many years ago was yeah. That? yeah it was no it was definitely in the tw- I think I was oh January I would have been 27 okay basically I had kind of decided like okay I want to get married at some point and I want like I want to look seriously for a guy like who could maybe wind up being my husband right I was not thinking I'm going to find a man and I'm going to make him marry me. Uh, <laughs> that was not the point. But I had um, a cu- like a friend of mine who also was single. And then we uh, got hooked up with a friend of yours who yes. was single. And like we met even one time and we were talking about it because the problem is we all hung out with married friends all the time. We did not have a lot of single girlfriends. We just we just hung out with married couples. And who wants to go out with yourself or married friends who are basically not wingmen? They're right. cock blockers. If we went to restaurants, mm-hmm. we would not be in the bar area where the singles were. We'd be at a booth somewhere far away. And you're like, lame. Like, we're not meeting people here. Mm-hmm. We're going out technically but we're not meeting anyone right and so that was kind of the point like let's like what if we could get like a network of other like single girls and really it it did not it didn't work I mean I'm married but it (laughs) it didn't work exactly how we thought it would I was still impressed that like you went ahead and did it and tried it right and part of it was we would uh it was also kind of letting other people know like by telling you uh that we were doing this you all of a sudden were like oh hey 
I do know some single guys. Yeah. And that is kind of what happened was as soon as people around us who we'd been friends with for years, who knew other single people for years. Yeah, we put as, blinders on. Yeah, as soon as they knew that we were that we were looking, mm-hmm. essentially, we were like serious. They were like, oh, wait, no, I, I know a person. Bam. We were being introduced. I At least I was. I felt like I was being introduced to people left and right. So I started going on dates. I was on Match.com, was going on dates from that. And I found that just the getting in the habit of going on dates and dating, every time I would, like, I went with a friend who, I don't know, she was meeting some other friends. Like, I met a guy that night just from, and I think it was largely just from being in the habit of, like, this is what we're doing now. This is what I'm doing. And um, I went on just all sorts of dates. You also got a nickname. I did get a nickname. I mean, you were kind of proud of it. So it's not like we're, we're, oh, no, no. It was like, I mean, um, the Makeout Bandit. The Makeout Bandit. That's not a name to be ashamed of. The Summer of Karen. (laughs) You took it, you took it international. I, I did take it international. I went to Ireland. Yeah. I went to Ireland and this was, I thought, I mean, at the time I was like, kind of proud of myself and now looking back I'm like how did that how did that even happen it's probably because I was drinking a lot but so what was Ireland the, what was the number up to um in Ireland in one night of my um my friend and I who we had traveled together uh in Dublin I made out with three different guys and they were all three different nationalities <gasps> what were the nationalities well Irish yes English and French. <gasps> Look at that. Yeah, and the French guy, he didn't speak English. <gasps> well, who cares? And, well, right, but I didn't speak French. Perfect. And yet. And yet. And yet we made out a little bit. Yeah, make out bandit strikes again. I Right, and <laughs> I, I'm still like, how did that happen? But it just seemed to be the, what was happening? Right. I don't know. Um, anyway, it was it was funny. Anyway, uh, that later that year... Actually, I guess around that time, I'd actually met Zach. Yeah, your husband now. Right, my husband. We didn't even, I didn't even really remember meeting him at my own house. The makeup bandit had plans that had to be laid first. I guess so. I guess so. Anyway, we re-met in August of that year. And I mean, I was still like, not I mean it wasn't like actively dating anyone I was going on dates yeah and then uh so Zach worked with my best friend who was also my housemate and we had a party in August of 2011 and well we had a party this was on a Saturday the Thursday before that was uh Rachel's birthday and so a bunch of us had met up at this restaurant right by their work and so her co-workers had come too and I saw this guy Zach and I'm like I think I kind of remember meeting him not really but man he's really cute and make out bandit were they I mean yeah I thought so okay I didn't I didn't like and so but I was like I'm not a shy person as you as you you know we're both extroverted and uh I I was like I want to talk to this guy but I have no idea what to say I could not think of anything to say to him. What did you do? 
nothing oh i mean i i mean i i i kind of tried but he didn't really like he wasn't really talkative and so i just was like rude i I guess that's that's it but so so since i didn't know what to talk to him about like it was nothing nothing happened there i guess like he left or we all went to a table to eat and he didn't come with us but i told rachel in the car that night going home because we were housemates I was like, so Zach's pretty cute. She's like, what? <laughs> I was like, what? She's like, ah, I never thought you'd be into him. I'm like, what? why not? What's wrong with him? She's like, he's just a really big nerd. And you don't like nerds. You married a nerd. I married a super nerd. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so then he came. So I found out that he was going to come to our party two nights later. And so... Um, I had worked up a plan like, okay, if I can, I can maybe get him to play, play beer pong with me or something, and then we'll we'll talk. And it wound up that we were playing um, flip cup. Oh, together, the you were lovers I'm, game. Obviously, um, yes. I think you were probably no. I was there. That, I do remember yes. you pointed him out. I was like, that <laughs> that does look like a nerd. <laughs> he does. Um, now he looks like a pirate. But yes. yes. He um, is that a pirate? Yeah. See, look at you're living a romance novel dream. He's got an eye patch over one mm-hmm. eye. Yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, we so we played. I got him on my flip cup team, and then I still didn't quite know what to say to him. But then he, um, he played flip cup with like one hand instead of like you know using one hand oh. to like put the cup in place and then flipping with the other. He was just like so one hand and. So we won like the first few rounds and then we lost. And I'm like, you can use both hands, you know. He's like, what? I've been doing great. And then after that, our conversation just flowed great oh, after that. Nice. Yeah. All right. And that's how lovers meet, flip cup. Uh, it, it worked in this case. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, so, and then dreams have ensued. You got married. Yeah. Kids popped out. Um, yeah. Easy. It, it, yeah. yeah. Like not, pregnancy <laughs> and, and life is not hard. Um. So one of my favorite things to hear you talk about, mm-hmm. do you know what it is? I think I know. All right. Is it the Babysitter Club RPG? I mean, the Babysitter's Club in general, but yes, yes. RPG. I'm going to let you unload on this. What is Babysitter Club RPG? Well, first, you need to go back to the What origin, is Babysitter Club? The Babysitter's yeah. Club. And Martin. And genius. M. Martin. You can't forget the M. Sorry. Stands for That's Matthews. True. Is it really? And Matthews Martin. Yes. Oh, gosh. So question me <laughs> on rude. AMM, okay? <laughs> I think I know a Is little that bit. Is she's referred to her. AMM? No, I oh, just okay. do. <laughs> only, only, only people like what, me. What, what would AMM say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. She'd probably like a cat and knit something because that's what she does for fun oh, apparently okay yeah. all right yeah so i like the babysitter club books because they took place in stony brook connecticut and you're from connecticut right Makes but sense. uh stony brook is not a place and i'm pretty sure, sure she like lived in the rich side of connecticut because that's the only way she's from uh princeton new jersey what yeah this she stony made brook up is, a place in yeah. my state yeah. Gosh, rude. Okay. Yeah. Right, continue. Yeah. Um, so, what is RPG? What? Do, how? What? Role playing games. Yes. Uh, so I was I was lucky enough several years ago to have a job that had just a ton of downtime, and if we did not have work in the office, my bosses were like, "Do whatever you want." 
as long as as soon as there's like a new job in and you are on top of it we do not care what you do and so I think I discovered it from reading uh, snarky recaps of Babysitter's Club novels. I found a Babysitter's Club RPG. It's on LiveJournal, as a oh, lot of live things LiveJournal. I used yes. to have a LiveJournal. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so there's this role-playing game. And so I started reading it. And I was really interested in it. I thought the writing was, like, pretty good. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously – Different writers, lots of writers, you're going to have varying degrees, but you know, it was pretty good. And so I went from being like, oh, I really like reading this to like, I mean, what I if I better. could do it? And I like dipped my toes in and then like it jumped in. in. It sucked. Yeah, yeah I, didn't, I didn't jump in. It sucked me in. So you got to choose characters. There are yes. other people choosing characters. Yes. And, like, this is the whole Babysitter Club series. Because there were names that you had mentioned yes. that, like, I had never even heard of. Because, like, right. Logan was the only dude in the series for a while. No. I mean, he was the, he had the, he was probably one of the ones with, like, the most lines. But there was Alan Gray. Oh, and that's Trevor right. I forgot Sanborn. About. Remember? Yep. Okay. Book two, Claudia and the Phantom Phone Caller. That's right. I forgot about Spoiler that. Spoiler alert. It's. Uh, there was a Phantom Phone Caller and also Alan Gray. And Trevor Sandburn were calling Christy and Claudia and hanging up when they'd answer when they were babysitting. Because they got in their hands on the Babysitter's Club like schedule book. So they knew where they were going to be. And they'd call there because they were and then they'd hang up because they were too nervous to ask them to the dance. That's right. I was like, why were they doing that? Yeah, That's they right. were they were just. They were just shy. So then you and other adults are writing yeah. as the characters. Yeah. Now, would you plan out the stories ahead of time? So you would sit Sometimes. at the... Yeah. So you would sit at the terminal uh, and be like, okay, I'm Marianne. I know that you weren't one of the major uh, characters Not for a originally. While. Yeah. Uh, like the, the, the major character I was at first in the first RPG, because then it spawned other ones. Right. You the joined like the I was, Mean Girls version of the RPG the where you girls. took all of your friends and you my, joined, my had a different one. And I, we left the original RPG and started our own. So we were not getting like controlled in what we would Because there write. were moderators who were like, no. Not so much. Yeah. Um, like, oh, no, we don't want to do that storyline. Or someone else has talked about maybe they want to do that storyline, but they're not. So why can't we? You know, there is. Uh, and the moderator. And how much time would you spend writing these? Oh, honestly, I don't. It's been so many years now. I don't know. It would depend. Uh, so you would want you would do like you would write your own reply. And again, this is using live journal. And so you'd have to wait for someone to reply to your, what you wrote yeah. so you could write again. Uh, so the actual writing itself probably didn't take long. It was probably more waiting for someone else to write. And the people reading this are just your group members. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, or people like me who found it accidentally. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we were just writing it. How many years did that go on? Because I remember hearing about it for a while. Well... Wait, did you meet these people in real life, I too? I met two of the girls okay. in real life. The in, like, Indiana, right? One of the girls lived in Indiana, and one of the girls lived in uh, British Columbia. Oh, so that's she right. So she flew out here. Let's see. One of the girls 
lived in Indiana. One lived in British Columbia. So the girl in British Columbia flew out here. She and I picked her up at the airport. And sight like unseen. This is your first I mean, time we meeting were, her. We were Facebook friends okay. too, but. Yes. Yes. I mean, it could have been an elaborate catfish situation. It wasn't. It wasn't. Right. <laughs> Most babysitter club role-playing games are pretty, pretty I mean, legit. I would think so. Right. <laughs> so uh, she flew out here and then uh, spent the night at my apartment at the time. This was long before I got married. And then we drove to Indiana the next day to meet wow. up with one of the other That's girls. That's right. Yeah. And we spent like a long weekend together it was like over fourth of july weekend so we had like some some time so it was several days uh and it was so fun it was like we it, we didn't even really feel like this was our first time meeting in person we felt like well, like we know each other so well because we've been writing together and did you just like sketch out ideas or do, did you just like we talk about real that. life it was, it was mostly real life we, okay we, well like we talked about the characters yeah. some, but it was more just us us hanging out yeah so as a lady of leisure yes um there's butter off the bunsies be productive Mm -hmm. and why am I forgetting oh make yourself laugh so oh yes how do you feel you are as a lady of leisure I mean I don't burn much butter off the buns um although my kids are so heavy and I have to pick them up all the time yeah but you know Elise as a four-year-old is 37 pounds and Malcolm as a two-year-old is 33 pounds. Yep. They just had their doctor's appointment. So I know. So you know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. They're four pounds different. Got two it. Two years, four pounds different. And as we know, we laugh out loud all the time at just the God, ridiculousness. The oh my God. They're just ridiculous. Like Malcolm just like brought this dress over to me earlier. Like we, one of Elise's dresses and he's like starts lifting up his shirt. I'm like, here, yeah, you can put it on dress. I like that he opened up the basement door and just came out just wearing a diaper. Everyone yeah, else and dressed. And ran out, ran yeah. out wearing just his diaper and like, he was super excited. Yep, swaggering. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey. Oh, he, oh, yeah. Yeah. He's so much swagger. Elise is very funny too. Um, intentionally sometimes, sometimes when she's trying to be funny, she's, She's not, not <laughs> at all. Um, and then what would you say, being a stay-at-home mom, you've had to give up? Because, like, most of the hobbies we talked about came before, oh, minus yeah. the, like, romance novels. Yeah. So what do you feel like you've done a really good job focusing on? And then, like, what has just died? Because you're like, listen, oh. you're not in my life anymore. Honestly, I just don't get to see my friends as much. And that's partially because... It's so hard. It's, I mean, employing a babysitter would is not, expensive. Well, sure, but it's not even that. It's that I would have to plan so far in advance to get a babysitter, yeah. and I'd have to make sure my house is clean. I'd have to make sure I've informed the babysitter on all all the things that I just know innately like I know what my kids are allowed to watch and not watch on TV I know which toys they're allowed to play with or not play with depending on like like Elise loves painting which is great you know what she can do when Malcolm's awake paint because (laughs) Malcolm's just gonna go over there and swipe the paint and pour it out yesterday I swear to God he reached for Elise's milk at this same table we're sitting at, he reaches for it. I'm like, Malcolm, that's not your milk. And he reaches for it. I'm like, oh. And he 
he holds it over to Elise. I'm like, oh, he's going to give her her milk. That's very nice. And he just dumped it right on her. I'm yep. Like, are you kidding me? Yep. Kids are amazing. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there are certain activities that really Elise can't do when he's awake. And these are certain things, like these are things you have to like tell babysitters or you have to not care. And I, I do care. And just trying to get things ready to do that is just hard. And part of it's also that um, my husband, who is a very lovely and supportive man. uh, Pirate. Yes, lovely and supportive pirate. um, I have to tell him what to do all the time. Or he won't always think of it on his own. Mm-hmm. And and to be fair, there are a lot of things that he does that I don't think to do. Uh, like before you came over and everything, and I've like cleaned up everything. And then he comes in, he's like, your priorities and cleaning, like he's picking up all these little, little tiny pieces of trash off the floor. And I'm like, you're right. I was getting the big things, but you pick, you see the small things. That's perfect. Speaking of your Speaking, amazing yeah. diaper baby. Hey, buddy. Hey, bud. Are you, are you trying to let us know that the chaos is coming upstairs and we may have to end this podcast? No. No, <laughs> no you can't have more cake. Well. Hey, how about you go tell daddy that you're mad? So <laughs> I think now is a good time to thank you for being a guest speaker on this podcast. Thank you so much for having me here, Malcolm. I mean, you've been a long time listener and I, I've I, appreciated yes, you. I've, I'm all caught up except for the last episode. I haven't had hey, a chance to listen to Hey, that. even even I'm not always caught up. Do you have something to say, Malcolm? <laughs> well, that this being is, said. This is, this is him being quiet. You know, to be fair, that is quiet for a baby. Uh, or a two-year-old. I assume babies are two-year-olds. So usually we end the podcast with saying LOL. Would you like to say it with me? I would love to. All right. One, two, three. LOL.